PD's Power Hour. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as PD, and we're back with another mini. Yay! So exciting! Unfortunately, this is going to be another mini where I don't have fond memories of this spirit. I mean, if you were in college in the early 2000s like I was, you probably had your fair share of Jägermeister. I mean, maybe college at any time. You just had your fair share of Jägermeister, especially the way this was marketed, but we'll get into it. So let's deep dive into some really bad memories for me. (laughs) But before we get into that, I wanted to read a lovely listener email from Joe. I've condensed this down a bit because Joe's wonderful email was very long and I didn't want to go on too much. So here we go. I must say that I love the casual tone that you put on the show, breaking the usual seriousness on the whole wine and alcohol world. I've been interested in learning about wines for a while now, and it was very encouraging to see things in this approach. Like, just enjoy it. And I can blame you for something. I've been drinking a lot more since I've started listening to the show, tasting, smelling, the things that I drink, and it's really been fun. Well, thank you. I'm sorry I'm making you drink more, but... You know, as long as you're enjoying it in moderation, I guess, (laughs) at least I try to as we go on. The guest selection has been on point too. The dynamics of the show where the guest almost becomes a secondary host make it so comfy to listen to. And I even went and checked out some of the guest contents too. I'm so in love with Mariachi Entertainment System. David is such a great man. I'll let him know you said that. (laughs) The recently discovered low-key YouTube channel was really cool. It's refreshing to watch you in a Final Fantasy shirt with baseballs and Batman in the back talking about $100 whiskey, lol. In my opinion, you hit the right spot not overproducing and keeping it simple, light tone talk like in the podcast. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful email. I really appreciated it. It really made my week made (laughs) it was great i i i this the first like really nice email i've gotten can't i just don't have the words this is wonderful but you touched on my recently discovered youtube channel well if you didn't listen to the last episode where i pitched it a little bit more yes i do have a youtube channel now It mostly consists of me sitting in front of a camera vlogging about wine or spirits, or I've really gotten into making shorts about making cocktails and how to make them. They're all about a minute besides the vlogs. The vlogs I'm trying to keep under 10 minutes, but they're usually relatively short, nothing crazy, nothing like as Joe said, overproduced, so don't be expecting too much there. But thank you so much again, Joe. I loved reading the email. Keep them coming. <laughs> Anybody out there wants to show me some support? I love it. I mean, come on, let's talk about more about this, about spirits, please. But back into the task at hand. We were going to talk about Jägermeister. So, Jägermeister, you are surprisingly at an alcohol by volume of 35%. So that's at 70 proof. So I'm surprised, to be honest, because I feel like when I was in college, all I wanted to do was drink the higher proof alcohols to get drunk faster. (laughs) 
But the recipe for Jaeger has not changed since its creation and continues to be served in its signature glass green bottle. They're based out of Wuffenbüttel, Wuffenbüttel, Germany. Eh, I'm going to mispronounce that. So it is a German-based spirit. <laughs> now, Jägermeister, where does this name come from? So the name in German literally means master hunter hunt master or master of the hunt. It is a title for a high-ranking official in charge of matters related to hunting and gamekeeping. So the term Jägermeister is a job title for many centuries, has been a job title for many centuries in Germany. So why is it associated to this spirit? Well, the creator of Jägermeister named Kurt Mass was very, very passionate about hunting. He's a big enthusiast. So that's really how the name came about. <laughs> so speaking of Kurt, this was developed in 1934. Kurt's father, Wilhelm Mast, owned a vinegar manufacturer and was a wine trader in Germany. So on the label, it says since 1878, that's his father's business started then. But Kurt, he was passionate about the production of spirits and liquors. And so he created Jägermeister in 1934. So it's kind of misdeceiving, I guess, what it says on the bottle. <laughs> so at the age of the ripe young age of 37, which I'll be soon, I think. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> he took over his father's business and devise the recipe for Jägermeister. So how is Jägermeister made? So first off, Jäger is a digestif. So pretty much how it's meant to be consumed is after a meal. And I just had dinner, so this is going to be fabulous. It's going to help me digest what I had for dinner. <laughs> and it's usually taken neat, although the manufacturer now recommends that it's either ice cold or on the rocks cold. I don't know why but <laughs> that's what just they recommend. So Jägermeister is made from 56 herbs, fruits, roots, and spices, which include citrus peel, licorice, anise, poppy seed, saffron, ginger, juniper berries. It goes on and on and on. These ingredients are ground, steeped in water and alcohol, so the distilled spirit, for about two to three days. The mixture is then filtered and then stored in oak barrels for about a year. It's then filtered again, mixed with some sugar, a little bit of caramel coloring because it's only been in barrel for a year. It's not going to get, I mean, I have no idea. I do not remember the color of this, so I haven't even opened this yet. <laughs> and then the, and more, a little bit more alcohol. So that's why the proof is a little bit lower. It's at 35 proof because you're adding a little bit more water to the waters and sugars into the spirit. So that kind of lowers the alcohol level down. So also... There was like, I, I remember this rumor when I was in college that Jägermeister is made from elk's blood or deer blood because of the deer on the label. Well, that's not true. There's no blood involved at all. So don't worry. No blood. <laughs> so let's talk about this massive marketing campaign because Jaeger is really associated with being sort of a college spirit. I mean, that, that's the misconception about it. Or at least the, the popularity is really with college kids. Or at least it was for me. <laughs> so Jaeger actually came to international attention through the work of Sidney Frank, who was an American liquor and importing 
company. Sidney Frank is also, fun fact, the guy who started making Grey Goose in 97. This is way before that in the 80s. He saw Jägermeister and saw an opportunity in the college market. So before the 80s, Jaeger was just an old man's drink. <laughs> it was just for a bunch of old guys after hunting or trying to get warmed by the fire in Germany and just had a sip after dinner, <laughs> which I think is fantastic. But Sidney Frank was like, no, 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 we're going to promote this to the youth and student market and have it at parties and have it at have it as jello shots and then you know have it promoted that way and then so people i mean I, this is actually quite genius because it caught on i think he's he started this marketing campaign down in louisiana and then it just grew from there and so then it caught on in all the colleges and it became really synonymous with being a college alcohol which is hilarious <laughs> But okay, so now we know what it's about. We know how what it comes where it comes from, what it's made from, who made it, who marketed the thing, what Jägermeister actually means. Let's taste it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's been oh my gosh, it is dark. <laughs> I can't believe how I I have not had this in so in and must have been like 15, 20 years. I mean, oh okay, so I'm gonna be straight up with you. I am not a fan of black licorice. I still had this a lot in college, but I'm still not a fan of black licorice. So here we go. <laughs> the color, if you think whiskey is brown, this is another level. It almost looks like a like a dark Amaro or a black rum, what it kind of what the color looks like. It's very, very dark, dark, dark brown. You can't really see through it. I mean, it's clear, but it's so dark that you can barely see through it. So it's quite, it's quite, I'm surprised. I guess they're putting quite a bit of caramel coloring in there. Let's give it a nose. Oh, there's that licorice. <laughs> I mean, I could smell the licorice a mile away. Herbaceous, sweet, little piney, thyme, or not oregano, thyme, oh, black licorice. <laughs> Menthol, so kind of minty. But lots of herbs going on in there. Yeah. All right. Here we go, kids. Let's taste. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not as bad as I remember, but I still don't like black licorice. Visco you think with the smell and how sweet it is, it's going to have a lot of viscosity to it. Not a lot of viscosity. Kind of bright and menthol-y. Like it almost like feels like when you have a mint and it kind of freshens your mouth. <laughs> like it's just, I mean, this makes very much sense as it's just to see. I'm just really surprised by the lower alcohol and how college kids gravitated towards that because I remember having a thing called Rumplemints, which is has that same flavor profile as this, but at 100 proof because it was 100 proof. So that Rumplemints was, that's super bad nightmares for me. But so it starts off when you taste it very minty, lots of thyme, but then the black licorice kicks in like after that initial and it's, it's. I don't even get a lot of alcohol to it. I mean, I know it's just it's just at 70 proof, so just a little bit under than the standard 80, but it's still, it goes down very soft. It's pretty sweet, but not cloying. The herbs really balance it out, and I'm surprised not how I don't hate it as much as I thought I did. 
you just have to like black licorice and I can see people really loving this and that's cool I just don't like black licorice but as a little digestif after dinner ooh, <laughs> actually kind of feel a little like not that I was really full but I kind of feel a little bit better <laughs> So overall, I'm surprised. I don't hate it as much as I used to, I think, but I still don't like it just because it's me. Now, if you like black licorice, oh my God, you're going to love this stuff, like for reals. So if you've never had Jaeger, where have you been? And secondly, go get some Jaeger if you like black licorice, because you really got to love it. And it's a love-hate kind of thing. So there we go. Hope you enjoyed this quick little mini on maybe your favorite spirit. Maybe you have fond memories of it when you were in your early 20s going through some crazy phases in your life. (laughs) But thank you for listening, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at PD's Power Hour, or you can email me your questions, comments, or concerns to pdspowerhour at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard here, head over to the new polymedianetwork.com website to find fun podcasts like Tales of the Lesser Medium, Polykill, Drunk Friend, Indie Quest, Off Kilter, all the fun stuff. Also, please check out my YouTube channel. Link is going to be in the description. It's called PD's Power Minute because it is a minute or under 10 minutes. So I wanted to keep it short versus this. So yeah, (laughs) check it out. And if you want to help out the show, please rate and review on your preferred listening application. Just takes a minute and really helps out the show. Drink well, my friends. Bye.